Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Friday, man. We made it. 27th day of January 2023. It's the last Friday of the month, Big J. January damn near over already. And uh, a full week. I know, it seems, I was thinking about it, is it the real first week, full week of the year? I mean, close to it. I think there might have been one in there in between. Yes, there was. The week of the ninth, it was a full week. Uh, So right after New Year's, so it's the second full week. So while rare, Big J, something you have experienced a lot of times before. Yeah. But it does feel, does it feel like it's been longer than most Yes, yes it does. How come you think? I don't know. I mean, there might be some reasons for it. I don't know, but uh, I'm glad it's over. Yes. Me as well. As we head into the weekend, do you have anything other than football on the agenda? Um, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe errands, running errands, and I think uh, there's uh, going to be a trip downtown maybe. Whoa, what's going on downtown? I don't know. They, they were talking about doing it Sunday, and I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. I well, can't. They can do it without you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, they can. But uh, they seem to be getting tired of me being like, but it's football. And I'm like, this is part of my life. <laughs> right. I love football. And your team is playing as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a fairly big weekend. And they've only got to put up with it really for three more games. Yes. Unless you have any interest in the Pro Bowl whatsoever. They play football. No, this the XFL, baby. Oh, are you really going to get into that? I don't think so. Yeah, you've said that before and you haven't. So I'm going to... I know you enjoy Dwayne The Rock Johnson and everything he does, but I still have a hard time yeah, believing you're getting into anything. Well, listen, that... if I don't believe it, why should you? No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely correct. But on top of that, uh, besides football this weekend, hopefully you have some good plans, and it should be a good one as far as the show goes. We've got some plans. Big J's got a What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day today to get your Friday morning up and blood pumping which is always a good thing to have happen for you. That's going to be happening here in a little bit. We have a chance for you to go check out the Foos Fighters tickets that are going to be happening on the 11th here at the Knitting Factory Concert House. That's cool. couple of big shows go on sale to the general public today. Uh, Avatar and Coheed and Cambria at 10 o'clock our time. You can log on to Ticketmaster and grab your tickets to those shows as you get ready for them. Avatar, of course, coming up a little bit more immediately in the future than Coheed and Cambria, but we do expect both those shows to do pretty well, so keep that in mind if you want to get your tickets early. Today is the day to do that if you didn't take advantage of the pre-sales that were yesterday that we had posted about. So there's all that stuff going on and more over the course of the show today. Plus, we play music on this show, so let's get started with some Offspring. Let's come out and play, kicking things off here on The Morning After on The X Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Valentine's Day right around the corner, Big J, on February the 14th, which means love is in the air, my friend. But it also could mean animosity and hatred is in the air as well. Oh, man. If you are no longer with a significant other that was around last Valentine's Day, maybe you want to show them what's what. 
Enter Zoo Boise, Big J. We've had a couple of stories about this over the years where zoos across the country have given people a chance to name a cockroach after somebody on Valentine's Day. And Zoo Boise is jumping on that bandwagon, Big J. For just 20 American dollars, you can jump on the Zoo Boise website and name a cockroach at Zoo Boise after somebody as a declaration of forever love or the infamy, whatever you want to do with this particular name. Although Zoo Boise promotes it as a way to positively affirm you and your partner's love, uh, no mention and no rule that you can't name a cockroach after a more nefarious reason, so think about that as you go forward as well. But looking at the names that are already on the list of cockroaches, people are not pulling any punches. As uh, there are first and last names heavily presented on the cockroaches so far that have been named at Zoo Boise. Damn. And so uh, I'm not sure. Again, these could be positive things. These could be jokes. Is your name on there? Uh, no, I looked. I'm free. <laughs> so far, so good. But well, you never know. Something to keep in mind. You, you never know. Thing on a regular I basis. mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody chucked a 20 out the window for that. So... There's an opportunity for you to exact your revenge cockroach style on Zoo Boise's website if you want to take advantage now through Valentine's Day and name a cockroach after somebody that you either love or hate. I'm not sure why you would name a cockroach after somebody that you love, though, for being perfectly honest. It seems strange to me. Yeah. Right. That, that's a really weird love language if that's what you have. Uh, if you name each other after insects or... That's maybe maybe that's your cute little lovey nickname. Like some people call each other honey and baby, and other people call each other filthy cockroach. I, I feel like at the very beginning of that, you should say, "I don't like that." <laughs> let's let's come up with a different nickname. I, yeah, I don't. That's not to me romantic <laughs> and cute. I mean, I enjoy our time together, but let's put the kibosh on the cockroach nicknames right away. LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers has been named to the NBA All-Star team, Big J. That's the 19th consecutive time he has done that. He has tied a record. Do you know who also was uh, named to 19 consecutive NBA All-Star games? It's pretty obvious when you think about it. Okay, Michael Jordan? Uh, nope, he did not right, play that well, many years. That would have been obvious to uh, me. Well, who's the NBA's leading scorer? Maybe that will help you. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There you go. Former guest of the morning It's kind after. of ironic. Oh, uh, how's that? Because he's about to eclipse his uh, scoring title. Yeah. I mean, you have to play a well. long time yeah. to uh, be the NBA scoring leader. And so LeBron James has done that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has done that as well. Uh, of course, he's averaging about 30 points this season. He is 157 points away from tying the record for uh, the ability to be the NBA's leading scorer. But it should be about the first week of February he breaks that record. Uh, NBA All-Star Game is scheduled for February 19th in Salt Lake City. Captains were officially named yesterday as well. Uh, LeBron James is one, and Giannis from the Milwaukee Bucks is the other. And the captains will pick their teammates in the pregame segment on TNT right before the game. So they're going old-school playground style for this year's all-star game coming up here big j if you enjoy fox's animation domination know that it ain't going anywhere for a while at least fox has announced yesterday that they have ordered at least two more seasons each of the simpsons bob's burgers and family guy so they are on board for at least a couple more years of those particular stories let's run through them big j do you still watch new episodes of the simpsons um on rerun usually is when i catch it uh, so you don't so like... I like... I don't tune in Sunday night, right, to watch. Right. Yeah. I don't think you've ever watched Bob's Burgers outside of the movie. Is that correct? Yeah, I have. Uh, you don't... But you but, don't but watch it on the regular. again, it's not like, oh, Sunday night, I'm locked in. But it's not something you either seek out, is it, either? 
No. Okay. No. Uh, so when do you run across it, I guess, is my question. Probably just flipping through. I'm like, oh, hey, that's on. I'd rather watch that than this. And do you watch new episodes of Family Guy at all? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you'll know that they'll be around for a couple more years, and you can enjoy those on Fox if you're so inclined. And that must mean, Big J, that our card game that we play will continue as well, which always feels good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 6 o'clock hour. <laughs> That's ladies from Metallica. It's Lux Eterna here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. You like movies. We like movies, Big J. And if you are a fan or you want to check out some of the movies that are being nominated for the Academy Awards this weekend, a couple of them are headed back to theaters nationwide. You can go see Elvis back on the big screen if you are so inclined. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is heading back to the big screen as well this weekend. And of course, Everything Everywhere All at Once also heading back to the theater. What makes them special is they're each $5. So they're like discount tickets to see a couple of movies that are nominated for the Best Picture uh, Oscar specifically. And the one that leads the pack this year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. And we're learning some stories about the making of this particular movie because it's an A24 movie. It's a fairly independent film, but it's also a gigantic hit that is pretty much well-reviewed by anybody that's seen it. And uh, it's rare that a movie that uh, kind of gets a little... It's not really like an upstart, like the the gentleman that directed the movie. They're called The Daniels. Uh, they also directed a movie, I believe you watched as part of Streaming Dumbass, called Swiss Army Man. The one with Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, where... Oh, yeah. Uh, did you enjoy that one? I don't remember. I think, yeah, I did, but I, I I don't remember. I'd have to go... It's a weird movie. I mean, it's the one where they're stranded on an island, and uh, and he uses Daniel Radcliffe to, uh, to actually uh, get off the island in that particular way. So they've made movies before that gotten released, but none on this particular scale. And uh, they had the backing of A24 to make it, but it, the, one of the cool making of stories that came out this week was uh, there's a pretty big... I don't want to ruin anything for for the movie, but if you haven't seen it, there's a pretty big scene in Everything Everywhere All at Once revolving hot dogs, Big J. Hot dogs play a uh, big role in this particular scene in this movie. And so making sense, you know, when you think hot dogs, is there a hot dog company that you maybe think of off the top of your head? Nathan's. Uh, Yeah, a little bit less uh, territorial, a little bit less East Coast. A little bit more national in that oh, world. Probably Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer is 100% right. So A24 and the makers of that movie reached out to Oscar Mayer back in February of 2022 when they were getting ready to release the film, and they sent them uh, their marketing team an email that says, hey, we have an upcoming film that happens to heavily feature hot dogs. If you're open to it, we'd love to discuss a fun collaborative project we have in mind, and we can't think of a better partner for this. Uh, then they got ghosted by Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer was not interested or nobody saw it or something happened. The point is, somebody, nobody from Oscar Mayer got back to the makers of this movie. Smart. And, uh, and they are very, very, very much regretting that at this particular point because uh, they could have been involved in one of the biggest movies of the year and maybe the best picture winner had they actually just answered an email. So, a reminder to everybody, and they, they admit their mistake. They do say that they should have reached out and should have responded, but they didn't. And so I'm not sure if somebody lost their job because of it or what, but it felt like, you know, there's plenty of product placement in movies these days. This feels like a missed opportunity for Oscar Mayer hot dogs in order to do this particular thing, considering how big they are in this movie. But uh, you live and you learn and mistakes were made, but just know that the hot dogs involved in everything, everywhere, all at once, apparently not Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Maybe they are Nathan's Big J for all I know. I'm not 100% certain. But I did learn something yesterday. You, you always 
say that I know everything. I, I do. I don't. Uh, I learned something yesterday that I had no idea, and that was that before these gentlemen were making movies, the Daniels directed a bunch of music videos, and one of the music videos they directed before anybody knew who they were was the Tenacious D music video, The Rise of the Phoenix. Oh, nice. And I did not know that yesterday until Tenacious D posted it on their social media yesterday. Like, oh my God, the guys who directed everything everywhere all at once. And then if you look at the video, it makes sense. But for some reason in my head, I had thought that Liam Lynch, who had collaborated with the band before, had directed that video. But no, it was the guys who made everything everywhere all at once. So if you want to see some of their early work and some of their early visual effects that actually come to light in the movie, in its kind of music video form, check out the video for Rise of the Phoenix by Tenacious D, and you'll get a little bit of a taste that these guys had weird on their mind uh, pretty much from the word go. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, Big J's got a What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day on the X Rocks. Rage Against the Machine and Testify here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Every Friday morning, Big J selects a song for you to get the blood moving on a Friday morning. First, we find out what the song is, then you listen to it, then we find out the why. Big J, what's the song this morning? The song is Muses Kill or Be Killed. Oh, it's a good one. Get ready to live. Here's Big J's song. It's Friday morning. It's the X Rocks. song so good that is muse kill or be killed big j's what you gonna do fire me song of the day big j why'd you pick that one pal yeah it's uh you know it is a good song it's a metaphor uh i think metaphorically speaking kill or be killed is uh something that uh well listen we've had a good week to enjoy our report card but now you got to start thinking uh, about uh the you know <laughs> your job and your mission so guess what it is kill or be killed and that's my theme What's so funny? Why is that hilarious? It, it's just funny to me that that uh, that you, that's the that's the title that you came up with as a metaphor for it. It just made me laugh. It was very it was very big J. Listen, I don't nice. take prisoners, man. No, no, clearly, clearly, it is uh, it is you die or they die, one of the two. And uh, and uh, thankfully, uh, we were the murderers this time. Yeah, we usually are. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm following your uh, metaphor. So far, correctly. 15 to zero. <laughs> You're talking in terms of years. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and here I thought you were gonna talk, you were playing that song because you're going to go see music in a couple months. <laughs> yeah, I am. I mean, but you know, I mean, you know, first time ever uh, in 2023, I'll get to see Muse live. Uh, if you get the chance, ladies and gentlemen, that is a fantastic live band. I'm very excited for Big J to see them. Uh, they are very, very good live. And uh, I, one of the things that will always surprise you, and that song is a good evidence of it, uh, especially live, Muse rocks so much harder than you think. Uh, it's it's crazy how much how hard they can rock and how good Matt is at guitar. It's, it's the case for a lot of bands. You don't realize that you know their live show can be uh, somewhat different from what what they put down on uh, tape, if you will. Yeah, so. it's uh, it's a great great show. You were gonna have a fantastic time in Vegas, and I'm very envious of you. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Some important stuff with Nick and Big J. Big J, take me back to young Big J times. I'm talking about you in Montana, running around barefoot, probably shirtless in the field, rat tail swinging in the air. Yeah, exactly. You're rolling around and you start to think, you know, you're, you're cognizant enough to go at some point, this little Big J is going to be Big J at some point, and he's going to need a job. What did you fantasize about being when you grow up, when you were a little kid? I'm not talking about, like, you know, the political aspirations, because those came later on in life. Yeah, I'm no. talking about little kid stuff. 
Uh, I think like uh, most kids who grew up want to be a professional athlete. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to be a football player. Football player. You always were a big football fan growing up, and so you wanted to become a football player. And uh, obviously you, you chased some of that stuff throughout high school, right? Yeah. At what point did it kick in that you weren't going to be a professional football player? Last year. Oh, God, I'm so sorry, man. What a yeah, weird realization to come at at almost 50 years old. <laughs> Damn it, stop saying that. <laughs> you're almost 50. I know. But I'm okay with it. For some reason, you're not. Yeah, you're not why okay I, with I it. I bring it up. Uh, why? What do you want to be now that you're grown up? I don't. I, I, that's a great question. I've been trying to figure that out. Talked to my therapist just the other day. According that. to Google searches, the three most desired jobs currently are number three, dancer. Is there a lot of demand for that? I mean, for ladies, maybe. Huh? Are you talking about exotic dancers? No, no. Oh. Number two is writer, and so that I understand. Number one job most people want to be when they grow up currently or they're looking for another career, pilot, Big J. Oh, nice, yeah. They examined over 200 types of jobs discovered by most searched for jobs in each country in the planet and devised that pilot was the number one job that most people want to be. It was number one in the United States and in Canada. Writer was a job that was desired by most in European countries as well as Africa and Asian countries. And then other top worldwide contenders included Poet, which also doesn't seem to me to pay something well. Uh, and then you got coming in at number five, Big J, of course, a, a tale of the times, uh, YouTube influencer. That's what people want to be. And then the number six position is attorney. Uh, as for some unique results in Egypt, the most desired job in the entire country is football coach. And then in China, dietitian took the top spot, Big J. So, uh, dietitian, lots, yeah, lots of different where ro- China, lots of different roles and different jobs. Like we'd like to have some food here, please. Depending on the country, so it does. It should not surprise you that YouTuber influencer is near the top in uh, in America. As much as it surprises me that football coach is number one in Egypt, uh, as you know. It was, uh, I, I don't think either of us had radio disc jockey on the list of potential jobs when we were growing up, but are you happy with your career now? Yeah. The career choices, your path that you've lived on? As well you should be, my friend. As well you should be. The Houston Astros have named Dana Brown the team's new general manager. He replaces James Click. Brown, most recently the vice president of scouting for the Atlanta Braves. Frank Reich has been uh, named the new head coach for the Carolina Panthers, beating out former Boise State Bronco Kellen Moore, uh, among others, for the job. Uh, The irony here is Frank Reich was actually the first ever quarterback, Big J, for the Carolina Panthers. He started the first three games for them in 1995, actually threw the first touchdown pass for the entire franchise, and then was benched for poor performance after three games. But the deal should be finalized by Monday. Of course, Reich was the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts before getting fired last November, and he inherits yet another team, Big J, that seems to have some quarterback problems. So we'll see how he does in this one. I I feel like this was the best job on the market currently. Uh, I know I may be in the minority there, but I feel like this this gives you, depending on what Tom Brady does, or maybe even with Tom Brady involved if he comes back to Tampa Bay, I feel like this gives you the best position to be in the playoffs with the Panthers. Even though they traded away Christian McCaffrey, uh, I still think they've got a really good defense and they really are a quarterback away from at least being a playoff team. I'm not sure they're a Super Bowl contender anytime soon, but I think he fell into a nice gig. We'll see how it works out for him. Hey, uh, Jay Leno needs to stay away from motorized vehicles. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? 
Try telling that to him. Because he is recovering, as it were, already from a huge fire accident that caused burns over a majority of his body. And now he's recovering from injuries that he suffered in a motorcycle accident he got into last week, dude. The 72-year-old comedian was talking to the Las Vegas Review-Journal, and apparently he fell off his motorcycle and broke his damn collarbone. He broke two ribs, and then he broke both kneecaps. Oh, my Ow. God. Oh, my God. The accident comes just two months after he was severely burned inside of his garage working on a vintage car. Leno says he was test driving his motorcycle that he had been working on when he smelled leaking gas. That's got to be some sort of weird trigger, right? If you just were in a burning accident. Ah! No, no, no. He says, I turned down a side street, cut through a parking lot. Unbeknownst to me, some guy had a wire strung across a parking lot with no flag hanging from it. So he got clotheslined by it, knocked him off the bike, broke two ribs, his collarbone, and both kneecaps. Isn't that supposed to decapitate you? I don't know if the... That's what I've seen in cartoons I don't know if the wire was high enough. Sounded like it got him right around the chest area. Uh, but Leno says he's going to be working this weekend. I, I don't know how you're doing that with two broken kneecaps. but Working, doing what? Well, he, has, he still does stand-up in and around Las Vegas all the time. He's going to be sit down this week. For sure, yeah, with two broken kneecaps. I don't even know. That sounds awful. I'll tell you what, it sounds awful. If I were him, I would... I mean, not only this, but he has millions upon millions of dollars, dude. Get a driver. You know, but I mean, no, that's not. I mean, that's he likes to drive. Yeah, but now it's trying to kill him for the last two months. Maybe it's time to like something else. Morning after with Nick don't and Big me, J. Don't make me defend Jay Leno. It's too late. You're already doing. It. How about we step inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center real quick? Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X rocks. Sometimes you need a reminder, Big J, that there's real unfiltered evil out there. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. And while you try to wrap around your head around this story, you're going to try to try to figure out why. And I'm not sure there is a why to this. But police in North Carolina, Big J, they are warning pretty much everybody uh, around the state that, hey, if you are going to the gas pump to fill up your vehicle, right? Yeah. Be careful. Because... Yeah, turn off your vehicle while well, you're doing it. <laughs> yes, there's... That should go without saying, uh, but you, some of us may need a reminder about that. But in the state of North Carolina, there have been 15 reports of people that have gone to pump up their gas, and as they press the handle on the gas pump, they start to feel a very sharp pain in their hand. And next thing you know, they've got a very deep cut in said hand because Ooh. people are putting razor blades into the gas pump handles. Uh, at gas stations across North hell? Carolina. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows why, but it's not like the urban legend that we've all heard of, like, you know, razor blades and Halloween candy. This is actually reported incidences of this happening, and right now we're up to 15, but the Forest City Police Department have cited multiple discoveries just in their city of Lone of razor blades placed inside pump handles at several gas stations appearing to be randomly. Not all of them are there. It's just every once in a while. All of the blades have been removed that they could find so far, but authorities are warning people to be careful. Uh, Lieutenant said that there's no explanation as to why somebody would do this, but we do know there have been people seriously injured requiring several stitches on their hands because they were just filling up their gas tanks. So they're reminding everybody in the state of North Carolina, if you're pumping gas, check, look before you grab, and protect yourself however you need to. That's a weird statement to be said by the police. There's some sick people out there. Police are currently reviewing security camera footage of these gas stations where they found the razor blades to try to hopefully find a suspect. 
but I have never even thought twice about inspecting the gas pump handle before I grab it. Now I feel like it's something that I will do forever and always. And I don't know yeah. why. Well, you left fear run your life. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's kind of like looking in the toilet before you sit down, right? Big J, you tell me you do that all the time. It's hard not to. And so you have to make sure you look where you're going, and you got to make sure you look where you put your hands. Because there are some very evil people out there. But I never really thought about it. But uh, I don't even know how they would get the... Unless, like, maybe they tape them. I don't even know how that works. But I don't want to know how it works, to be perfectly honest. But it seems dangerous. It doesn't look fun. And it's something that I guess you now need to be aware that's happening. Seems like some damn saw stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. It's like some sort of booby trap. You want to play a game? Live or die. It comes from the speaker at the gas station. Wouldn't that be a crazy moment? When they're not barking out deals at you as to what's going on inside the convenience yeah. store, it's the saw voice going, want to play a game? Like, oh, crap. Oh, Just my God. Just get in your car and go to a different gas station. <laughs> Run. Abort. Get out of there as quickly as possible. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. That's the call. That's Firewoman here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And I am here to defend Kevin Hart, Big J. He has gone viral. Uh, Well, nothing terribly bad, uh, but it is interesting because, uh, you know, he was in town not too long ago uh, at the Ford Idaho Center doing some stand-up comedy. Also a pretty big actor by his own right. But anybody that performs live has what's called a rider. You're familiar with these, yes, Big J? Yeah. Uh, if you were to explain riders in layman's terms, what would that be? Um, it's something that the uh, band usually puts in their contract is uh, required to be provided for them uh, at any given situation. Usually uh, when, when they have uh, a show or something, they're going to ask for a certain thing. Now, these riders became really famous thanks to Van Halen when they asked to make sure that uh, the M&Ms were separated by color. Yeah, and that was basically as they had admitted to be a prank just to make sure people were paying attention to the rider yeah. as something that people... They you know, they have some stuff on there that they have to need. But a lot of times when these things get circulated, they start to go viral for the quote unquote demands that performers make behind the scenes to make them comfortable for a show. And that's the Kevin Hart story is the writer that uh, off of his latest tour that he was going across the country on has hit online and it's getting some, uh, I guess, uh, attention because there's some common things on there. Like uh, he wants some floss backstage. That's fine. Different types of soft drinks i suppose that's cool a lot of red bull lots of liquor a full salad bar some listerine some men's scented candles you know what that's like big j yeah some vaccine uh, lip therapy but most importantly the item the biggest item on the rider that has it in bold and underlined so it's like one of those things that you cannot forget is a specific type of stool for him to sit on on stage he wants a particular stool when he goes out and does comedy and that's what people are kind of jumping all over him for you have to remember dude has had a seriously messed up back i did not know that how did he mess up his back the car accident. I don't remember that, I, mean, I guess. Bar- what do you mean you don't remember I'm that? Sorry, he was I don't in the remember. hospital. He was so. almost paralyzed. I, I remember what? Tracy Morgan. I don't remember Kevin Hart. I'm sorry. I don't. Oh, my God. But I, I mean, that was a big deal. I, I believe you. I'm just saying, like, he were. But what I'm. I guess other people must not have remembered that either because they are basically. So I could press. understand him wanting to make sure that there's a certain kind of, of stool that maybe helps support his back a little bit. He requires a black, winsome brand stool, 29 inches tall with square legs and a flat top and he does say that substitutions will not be accepted, and I think that's what people are jumping on him for. My point is, we should not jump on him for these things. Now, we have had our experience with riders as well. These are things that we 
we have come in contact with. Not in every particular case, but sometimes when we have the larger bands stop by for X sessions, every once in a while, they'll throw a rider our way. Like, this is what we require for acoustic performances. And that means that sometimes ourselves or other people need to go all over the place to find things for this rider. I'm thinking off the top of my head, the two that I can remember that had riders are Stone Temple Pilots and Anthrax. Am I missing anyone else that's on that list that you remember? I, I think yeah, I think there was a couple other uh, Black Label Society. Yes, he needed to, he, because he was bringing a whole gaggle of people, so they yeah. needed room and a place to be and a place not to be bothered. That was their big thing before, and they were to, they were. It was like a wrestling show. We had to go on air and then intro them live, and they would walk in so that there was no like dead time between what they were doing yeah, and what they were performing. Weird, it was a little bit weird, but we we do try to make them as comfortable as possible. But one thing about these writers that you need to know is, I would say if I'm being being conservative, Big J, 90% of the stuff on the riders never get used. Yes? Oh, absolutely. We've been backstage. We've yeah. seen the setups. We know what's required. We've done it ourselves here. Like, I remember Anthrax asking for, uh, you know, room temperature water, cold water, hot water. They needed to have a particular brand of towels that they were doing the show. They needed to have a particular type of tea for Joey. They needed all this stuff, and we got it all for them, and they literally touched the room temperature water. That's the only thing that they came in and touched the entire time. And so we were like, well, thank God we went all over God's green earth for all of this stuff. But that's part of the deal that you get into. And I guess that's part of being a successful performer, Big J, is you get to have these things or request these things. And it's also probably important to note that it's rare if ever the actual talent is demanding these things. You understand? Yeah. It's usually management. It's usually tour manager. It's usually somebody's assistant that are going, we should have an access of these things just in case he, she, they may want them. And so that's what this really is. It's not Kevin Hart kind of texting in, these are the things I'm demanding in order to perform. It's usually their people, their management, somebody going, here's a laundry list of yeah. things that would make him comfortable. He should have all of them and his pick of the litter and he'll leave the rest. And they usually leave a bunch of it. So everybody needs to just take it down a notch. It's okay. But I ask you, Big J, let's say Big J's performing somewhere. What's the one thing you would have on the Big J Rider? Let's go. Oh, man. The one thing you'd have to have backstage before a big show. I already know the answer. I'm surprised. Oh, you do? I think so. I 100% think you would have to have some access to coffee in order to be able to perform. (laughs) Yes. I want some freshly ground black coffee. Delicious. Medium roast. Thank maybe, you. I was going to say, maybe it's a particular brand. Maybe it's a particular style. Uh, also, uh, several uh, cases of uh, Mazetta's Habanero hot sauce. You just So you could take them home? So I could take them, collect them, <laughs> make sure I have them. You would have so much hot sauce. Hopefully they don't run out. So I know it's fun to jump on and badmouth somebody for making demands, but know that they're probably not making these demands, and also maybe their necessities. And second, and thirdly, uh, if you had the ability to do so, you would do it as well. So let's all take it down a notch. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your fun about riders coming up in a few minutes. We got some important stuff plus some pop culture smackdown. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, America hates their jobs. This according to a new Gallup poll that talked to well over 30,000 people. A majority of Americans are disinterested and full on half of us says that we are not engaged in our work in any way, shape or form. 
18% say they're actively disengaged, meaning they're disgruntled, they're disloyal, they're not paying attention when they're at work, they're doing other things that they're supposed to be working, and that's not good. Part of the problem seems to be fallout from the pandemic. In its early days, many people felt that their employers really cared about their well-being and were showing flexibility and empathy. And those good feelings have largely dissipated. You can thank a large round of layoffs over the last couple of months that lead to that, as well as a uh, increase in prices and a pretty much stagnant role in salary across the United States of America. Despite employment being up, the economy showing as strong, people are bracing for what they think is going to be bad news coming down the road, and they're reacting to it, and people that are employed are not happy about it, Big J. So now we have well over half the Americans that are currently working hating their jobs. Uh, Another like 13% say in the last year they have quit their job quietly or otherwise for just no reason other than not enjoying the job that they're in. They didn't even have another one to go to. So there's that. How do they they live? I don't know. Maybe they have a, a, you know, a little bit of a savings saved up. Maybe they have some uh, lines in the the out there that have an ability for them to do something else. I'm not sure. Everybody's situation is different. But uh, it is an interesting situation how dissatisfied people are at their jobs right now. And it's, again, it's a large poll in the United States done by a reputable service. So it's not like, you know, Marty's employment check wanting to know people are upset. Well, when a company, uh, you know, whose revenue is, is $58 billion and they still find a way to lay off 10,000 people. Yeah, I can understand that right. sentiment. It is It is certainly, you, you start to worry about loyalty, you start to worry about things that are part of the workforce, and, you know, there's also, uh, I guess, some sort of feeling of, is this something I'm supposed to be doing? Do I even enjoy the work that I'm doing? Those are normal feelings to feel sometimes, depending on the work that you're doing, but, and it's hard. It's hard, and companies need. But the other part of it is like they everybody needs employees, and without employees, they shut down. We see that after the pandemic as well, and business goes south because of it. So there's got to be some give and take in these relationships, and hopefully there will be. LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers has been named to the NBA All Star Game for the 19th consecutive time. That ties a record by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. James is tying a knock record set by uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for a number of points in a season. He's averaging 30. He is 157 points away from tying that record. At this pace, he should break that the first week in February. All-Star game coming up February 19th, not too far away from here in Salt Lake City, if you want to check out the NBA All-Star game. Uh, Frank Reich is new, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He was named so yesterday. He was also the first quarterback in the franchise's history way back in 1995. He played the first three games for the Panthers through the first touchdown pass for the franchise. Yeah, how'd that turn well. out? Uh, well, I mean, not great for anybody, really. I don't know if Frank Reich was really considered to be an amazing quarterback. He was pretty much a career backup. That is known for that huge comeback win in Buffalo, I think, over the Houston Oilers. But outside of that, it's not like he's hanging his hat on a bunch of stuff. But... He's. Do you not like him as a coach? Am I getting that from you? I don't know. You, I, don't, you don't know. I just wanted to be a jerk. Uh, we do have championship weekend. Let's get Big J's predictions. Who's going to win between the Chiefs yeah. and the Bengals, Big J? I don't know, man. I mean, it's kind of hard not to to go with the Bengals or the um, the Chiefs here, even though I mean, God, they've been so crazy, unstoppable sometimes. But the Bengals seem to have their number. Um, I'm going to go with Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs are favored time, yeah. in that game. Uh, we've got the 49ers and the Eagles, Big J. Niners. Eagles fade by two and a half. You like them on the road? Yeah. Do you think it's going to be a laugher? No. No, it'll be, be a close, close game. Okay. Uh, you expect it to be high scoring or low scoring? Low scoring. All right. So kind of like the Cowboys game was this last yeah. weekend? 
19 to 12. We'll see how that all works out. But uh, lower. We've got the uh, the Eagles and the 49ers is the early game, then the Chiefs and the Bengals the late game. And Avatar The Way of Water continues to make money hand over fist, Big J. It is now officially the fifth highest grossing movie of all time. It has passed Avengers Infinity War. Uh, only Avatar, Avengers Endgame, Titanic, and Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens rank higher. But it's about to pass Star Wars Episode Seven here. Might even do so by this weekend. Uh, of course, it has grossed $2.0454 billion in, at global box office since it opened up. So, I mean, uh, we, we kept talking crap about it before it was here, and look at it now. I mean, we got to say we were wrong about Avatar. Agree or disagree, Big No, I don't have to say that at all. Well, I mean, we... we <laughs> I suppose it is It is very much on brand for you to ignore facts. Thank you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Here in a couple weeks, Saturday, February 11th, the Foo's Fighters, a little tribute action band to the band Foo Fighters, will hit the Knitting Factory, and we will set you up with some tickets to that show if you can beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown, friends. Let me give you our phone number. It is 208-287-1003. And you can call that number right now if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown to try to win these tickets to the big show on a Saturday night, having yourself a good time. And you get to claim victory over Big J, which always feels fantastic. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning. Hi, who's this? This is Ronnie. Ronnie, uh, congratulations. You're up first. Ronnie, according to the good people over at Sesame Street, today is Ernie's birthday, so we're going to focus on Sesame Street questions at least for a little bit. Oh, God. Uh, First to you, Ronnie. Ronnie, who created both the Muppets and the television show Sesame Street? Was it Frank Oz, Jim Henson, or Stephen King? Jim Henson. That is absolutely correct. Right. Well done. Big J, what childhood toy did Ernie record a top 40 song about? You've had this question before. I know it because I've asked it to you. Wanted to check your retention skills. (laughs) You already know my retention skills, you jerk. Uh, Elmo? Huh? That's my answer, Elmo. Wrong. You think he recorded a top 40 song about uh, his neighbor that was considered a childhood toy? Yes. Uh, No, that is incorrect. Uh, Ronnie, do you happen to know the answer? A rubber duck. Yeah, rubber ducky, you're the one. Right. You make bath time so much fun. Oh my God. Rubber ducky, I want to be loved by you. Congratulations, Ronnie. You've got tickets to go check out the yeah, Foos good job, Fighters. Ronnie. Hang out one second. Uh, I'm going to blow these out because I know you're not going to do well. Big yeah. J, uh, the name of Ernie's roommate in Sesame Street. Bert. You got that right. one right. Yeah, why would you ask that one first? Uh, and Ernie lives in the basement of 123 Sesame Street. Which Muppet lives upstairs? Count Dracula? Count Dracula, not a Muppet. An actual count. Are you thinking of the count, I believe? Yeah, the count. No, the count does not live above him. Any other Muppets that you can name? Jeffrey? Jeffrey the Muppet. I don't think so. No. Anything else? Nope. Because he already said his name. Does that help? Elmo? Yeah. Oh, Elmo. So I was in the neighborhood. Elmo. Well, not really, because you couldn't remember who it was. Uh, nor could you repeat his name. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. It is the X Rocks. Hey. Headlines are as follows, Big J. My mistake. Break it up. And Mermaid Hunt. Mermaid Hunt. A canned fish company is offering one million American dollars to the person who can discover a mythical creature. You've heard of Chicken of the Sea, I imagine, right? Yeah. 
Uh, that, of course, has a mermaid mascot, and it's prominently displayed on its cans and packets of seafood products. So it's offering a prize who for somebody that can show that people actually exist. The potential winner would not only have to submit video evidence, but they would also have to set up an interview between the mermaid and the company's mermaid expert. How do you get that gig? How do you get to be a mermaid expert? An expert on fictional things. I want to know that. Uh, all official sweepstakes rules also need to be followed, and all submissions must be sent in by the end of February. Uh, those who believe to be gallivanting off to pursue mermaids may not have too much of a time suck instead, because basically, if you send in any kind of mermaid video, they're going to give you a chance to win $2,500. So they're expecting people to enter that contest as opposed to actually finding a mermaid. But if you can find one, a million bucks, I know I've got like a splash on DVD somewhere. You think that's good enough? No. No, it's not good. They want a real one. Oh, I see. It's got to be a real mermaid, like Lady in the Water style. Uh, I'm not sure they exist, Big J, so maybe it's all just publicity. Yeah, no, they don't. You don't believe? No. Ghosts are real? Right? Yes. Demons yeah. real? Yeah. Where do yes. you draw the line? Mer- unicorns? Real or fake? No, not real. Okay. Mermaids, not real. Not real. Sirens, real or real? Unreal? Not real. Okay. Any, but any, any humanoid living under the water? Not real. Okay. So you don't believe in Aquaman or no. Avatars? No. Or any of that stuff? Got it. My mistake or break it up? Break it up. Big J, you have cats at your house. How many of them again? Yeah, four. Uh, do they ever fight with each other? Not like like really fight. They're playing. They're play fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, vets don't have, those kind of cats. have discovered how to tell if your cat is about to get into a real fight. Uh, they have studied the behavior of about uh, 10,000 videos of cats who are playing or fighting and come to the conclusion that if your cat starts to get noisy, i.e. making growling sounds or even being more vocal, it's about to go down. Playful cats are really quiet when they wrestle or they play. They just kind of play around and flop around and have a good time. But when they're looking to fight, they'll be way more vocal. Meows, yowls, hissing, all of them are common with fighting felines. We've all seen the videos of hissing cats. That usually means they're pissed for whatever reason. But if they're doing that with other cats or other animals, they want to fight. And aggressive cats also more likely to chase one another. So the veterinarians say that cats may start out playing and then end up fighting. So something to keep an eye out for if you're needing to know when to break up a fight is when those playful cats start to get real vocal, you might want to break it up a little bit before somebody starts losing some hair. You understand? Yeah. But you have playful cats, no no cat fights in the house? Nope. They ever get aggressive with the pup? No, well, no, no, yes, but that's the only when he, because he, you know, he's much bigger and he gets much more excited and he wants to play with the cats. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, he, he can't control his own power, let's put it that way, right? <laughs> and so uh, a couple of them would be like, hey, back off, and he'll get swatted a couple times. But uh, there's one of the cats, uh, Cotton, that uh, they—they're like best friends, like Amos and, and you know that old uh, movie. I can't remember the name of the, the cat now. What are you talking about? There's a there's a movie uh, with a cat and a dog that are best friends. Either way, Milo and Otis. Milo and Otis. Thank you. <laughs> you and they're like best buds. They're best buds, and and uh, they play a lot. But sometimes Lincoln gets a little carried away, and, uh-huh. and she will not put up with it. Okay. So they'll get aggressive with the dog from time to time, but yeah. it's never like a full-on fight. It's always yeah. like, give me some space, and the dog tends to do so. That's yeah. good. That's the yeah. way it should be. 
Wrap it up with my mistake. Did you see the video, Big J, of the Uber Eats delivery man deli- walking onto the court of a college basketball game yeah, on Wednesday night? Yeah, what a night? bunch of fake crap. The game between DeKest and Loyola University was halted after the man narrowly missed running into Loyola forward Philip Aston right on the court. He was supposed to deliver McDonald's to somebody on the court. The announcers were talking about it on the ESPN uh, broadcast. Those that the game tweeted found the hungry customer. Uber Eats weighed in on the event, weighing in nothing but net. But yeah, you're right. This appe- I'm not sure who fabricated this, but it's definitely insane BS. And I'm not sure who thought it would be a good idea, but somebody should probably get in trouble for it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, it's an insult on our intelligence. Obviously, I mean, oh, just uh, an Uber driver is going to, A, find a place to park. Uh-huh. In a stadium. I mean, you ever been to a college basketball game? Right. All right? I so mean, that's... it's DeCastney, so there's not like a ton of people there. Sure. But still, you know you're at a basketball yeah. game. You've seen a basketball game yeah. before. You know you can't just walk out on the court, yeah. which you, is what this guy get did. Get into the stadium, then and pass that into onto the down on the court. No, it's just garbage. And I, it just, this is uh, dumb. It is dumb, but I'm trying to figure out why it happened or even how it happened. Because it's very clear that A, the players, and B, the referees did not know this was happening. So whatever was going on was not planned. It may have been planned by something else or maybe a marketing Prob- stunt. Probably but- some definitely students trying to do social media stuff. Yeah, but it's still, it's so, like, I mean, do you think the Uber, like, the, the Uber driver or the whoever had the bag was in on the yeah, joke? absolutely. Okay, had to okay. Be. Because, like, you have to volunteer to almost, like, be arrested in that particular case, which is a very weird thing to jump on board with. But uh, they're they're talking about it. It went viral, and everybody's having a good time, and that's probably exactly what they were going for. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. So come and get it. That's Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And let's talk meat, Big J. Yeah, scientists and engineers, Nick, are working to create lab-grown beef steaks and lab-grown chicken breasts at a more affordable price and without the environmental impact of raising actual animals. Uh, and uh, part of this is uh, they hope to do, they're getting a couple of, uh, of uh, some big-time chefs uh, that have agreed to uh, use some of this product in some of those fancy restaurants. Anybody you've heard of? Uh, no, uh, but uh, that uh, doesn't mean that they're probably not good at what no, they're doing. I, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, the question comes, uh, would you be willing to try lab-grown meat? Now, here's a caveat. It's a little different than plant-based, okay? Because plant-based food uh, that we're using to replace beef is, is uh, highly, um, you know, uh, pr- produced and uh, processed. Uh, and th- But this is taking... They t- they're taking cells, stem cells, and other things from animals to help grow this meat. Yeah, I mean, listen. In a big steel vat. I, I want to say, like, my first response, my, my, my re- reflex is it is gross. But then I start thinking about the stuff that I already eat that probably comes out of a lab as it is with the processed stuff that that I put in my body with some of the other stuff that God knows where it comes from. And so I can't be too high and mighty about it, I suppose. At first, I was like, I don't want to try plant-based meat either, but I tried it and it's okay. I don't like it compared to the real thing, but there's nothing, let's say, like, I mean, if there was a complete, like, ban on meat, I'd be able to live on it i wouldn't be happy about it i don't think but i'd be able to do it with this i would guess it depends on how it tastes right yeah i mean you know there's a couple factors there i mean taste and texture i think are the really important parts yes uh for it and uh i guess also the the down the road what we 
what other things might be in this thing could cause us harm. I mean, sure. gosh, uh, as we learn about plastics and uh-huh. certain things uh, that we've been using uh, in, in puts puts in our body here after all these years uh, or anti-acids yes so there's that factor there but but also you know the the sustainability and i think the environmental impact of um uh, as much meat as the world goes through uh they're trying here in this uh to grow uh meat and they're they're only able to grow maybe uh two Two million pounds right now, really, but the but on Earth in a year we use like a hundred billion pounds of meat. Sure, but so they're just getting started. So like, yeah. if this can, if this finds a way to sustain our food source, then great, fantastic. Like I said, I mean, like I'm not against any of this other stuff. I, I, we've had Impossible Burgers and Beyond Burgers and that kind of stuff, and I've actually been surprised by the taste of it. The one reason, the one thing that tosses me off is it's it's got like an aftertaste to it that I'm not a huge fan of. And that's what puts me off that kind of stuff. As long otherwise I probably would be more open to it if I didn't have that aftertaste that I feel like it has. I don't know what you think about it. Do you enjoy them? Um, I mean, not necessarily. I, it's not like I, I've <laughs> the times that I've had it is times that we've done sampling. It's not like I purposely went out and bought sure said plant based item because I'm like, this has got it's it's not that much more healthier than the, the alternative when you throw on top of it mayo and ketchup and cheese and all that other stuff. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not sure. It's uh, but it, I guess is it really like put together as like a diet item i don't know if it is i think it's supposed to be like an alternative to meat if you have that particular stuff and all that other stuff on it yeah i'm not sure anybody's doing it to be uh, like nobody's getting the double beyond burger for a diet but i I think that that (laughs) if there is any kind of like actual real taste and it's kind of good I don't know. I mean, I've eaten weirder things, I suppose, right? Yeah, uh, you're right about that. Now, uh, you know, right now it's super expensive process uh, because uh, it's just a new process. And uh, maybe down the road, there'll be more availability to be able to get that to everybody to try. It's a lot easier for me to wrap my head around this than it would be for me to, like, eat bugs, which they're also talking about, like sustainability and, like, how crickets could be a possible thing in the future. Like, I mean, these are real sources of protein, and there's lots of places that eat those that don't think it's weird as weird as we do but i'd have a much easier time saying this is a burger we grew at a lab eat it up than i would be here's a cricket burger i'd have a harder time wrapping my head around also i can't help but to think of two things nick soylent green (laughs) and uh that uh that uh chris evans uh train movie but I can't remember the name of it. You should have just said one thing. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. <laughs> yes. Okay. Snowpiercer Those are two things that come to my mind immediately. I'm like, oh, God, what if? You think the lab-based meat is going to be people? What? I, whoa, man! I'm asking you. I know. You, said you just you spoiled that. both of those movies for people. Well, no. First of all, that's not what Snowpiercer's about. Second of all, uh, Soylent Green is but like 60 years old. he knows what baby old. meat tastes like. Yes, and he knows... He, well, he knows what humans taste like, and he knows that babies taste the best. Yeah. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Lab-grown meat people. We will do some, Well, that seems like it's liable. Be careful. Let's do some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. Bad impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore Treasure Valley Subaru. And we've got Foos Fighters tickets for you uh, Saturday, February 11th. They'll be here to uh, tribute... 
the band Foo Fighters and play some awesome songs. And uh, you can sing along and have a great time with them. If you figure out bad impressions here, you'll get some tickets for free. 208-287-1003. The way bad impressions works is thusly. Big J has three clues now. Each one of those clues individually. And then when you add them all up, for points to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then congratulations. Concert tickets become yours. You get to go have a good time with some friends. How many clues do you think it's going to take today? Two. Two clues. I so, hope two. Uh, oh, does that mean it, it should be two? Yeah, I will be very disappointed in everybody if it's not two. All right, guys, the pressure is on. Big J does not like to disappoint, and he doesn't like to be disappointed either. That's the other thing. You start making Big J mad, next thing you know, he starts throwing around uh, swear words, and it's just not good. You get well, called names. Maybe not on the radio. No, but. no, no. Usually that is entirely off the radio, but uh, whenever you're ready with the clues, Big J. All right, maybe you didn't know this, but I starred in eight made-for-TV movies about a cop named Jesse Stone. Okay. Do you know who that is? I do now, yes. Uh, I was TV's Magnum P.I. I know that one. And finally... I was this year's X-Rock murder mystery villain by killing off Gene Simmons for ruining my big blockbuster break, big blockbuster break in the movie Runaway. Good morning, the X. Good morning. And uh, did you hear some of those clues? At least? I, I just heard the last one about Gene Simmons. Okay, and uh, does right. that help you? No, could you start over? At kiss.com. Uh, maybe you didn't know this, but I starred in eight made-for-TV movies about a cop named Jesse Stone. Oh, oh. Uh, Oh, um, uh, Magnum P.I., um... Yeah, that's the new Jesus. <laughs> um... He's got a mustache. Jeez, what, what a freaking name. Magnum P.I. is... Um... God, I can't remember his freaking name. It's a really easy, like, a really easy name. Three, three letters. Um... God, my mom's in love with this girl, too. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll just give it to you. Oh, that's nice of you, Big J. Yeah. Good job. Hang yeah. on one Tom. second. It's Tom Selleck. Why is Tom Selleck in the news? It's his birthday today. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Tom. Tom Selleck. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Tom Selleck is how old? 78 years oh, old. Oh, Tom Selleck. But he's still, I mean, constantly working. Blue Bloods is a show that's been on for, I don't know, 10, 11 years now. I know. I haven't point. watched a single episode Me, of it. Well, I wouldn't expect you to, uh, but uh, I haven't, which is the really curious thing. You'll get into it in a couple years. I don't think so. And really, really enjoy it, I'm sure. But the other side of this is, did you? is this new? Like, I keep seeing kind of commercials for Magnum P.I. coming back. Not. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so uh, it was canceled on CBS. Okay. And uh, NBC picked it up and goes, you idiots, because it had good ratings. Is it the same guy? Yeah, Jay Everything Hernandez. Okay. Yeah. So they're bringing it back. Did you yeah. watch that? Here's the thing. Here's the really weird thing. I want to, but the first, I didn't get a chance to see the first couple seasons. They're not available on Paramount Plus, which is really weird because it's a CPS show. So the only way you can see them is A, either in rerun somewhere or B, buying the, the episodes. Maybe NBC bought the catalog and maybe they'll be able no, to stream it all. this even before it got canceled. No, I know. I, oh, really? Yeah. Well, no wonder nobody watched it. What are they doing? I know. I don't understand. It's some rights with the, who owns it being a pain in the butt. Streaming is getting weirder and weirder between Paramount Plus not... The other thing about Paramount Plus is I have it for the kids because they have Nickelodeon, but they don't have all of the shows that Nickelodeon has. Like, there's more availability for me to find my kids' shows 
on Amazon than it is for me yeah. to go to the streaming channel that owns the network that wants to stream the shows my kids want to watch. It's really weird. Between that and HBO Max, I don't know what's happening with streaming, to be honest. Morning. Let's take over. Let's do it. Nick and Big J streaming. You ready? Yeah. Uh, how much money you got? Done. All right, I'm out. Uh, morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> That is Theory of a Dead Man. That song is called Dinosaur, and that's wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J for this Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We talked about fake meat. I believe both Big J and I committed to eating fake meat at some point. We eat it! We also (laughs) eat our fake meat. We also had a chance to give away some Foos Fighters tickets, of course. We had a chance to have a little bit of fun on the show today as well and talk about riders, what Big J Rider would be and why they're important and why everybody has one. And, of course, we also uh, got a nice little song from you today, courtesy of Big J to wake you up this morning. Uh, coming up next week on the show, more concert tickets to give away. Don't forget tickets to Avatar, Coheed, and Cambria. Both go on sale in about five minutes via Ticketmaster.com. You can check those out, and we encourage you to do exactly that. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Nick, Something that nobody asked for and uh, hopefully people return or at least turn their nose up to. And that is Hormel's Chili Cheese Beer. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Hormel Chili Cheese uh, Dip is a stable for many people uh, on game day celebrations. And now there's a beer. Uh, They've uh, collaborated with a uh, brewery to uh, modest brewing to create Hormel Chili Cheese Brew. Yeah, there's there's too much of this stuff going on. I don't I don't like the uh, the branded flavors that should not be drunk dipping their way into beverages. It doesn't yeah, seem right. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I don't I don't like the idea of it. I don't. Nobody wants to drink chili. I don't know anybody that wants to do that. Nobody wants to drink dip for that part. I, I mean, it's just yeah. Not, it's I don't want to drink thing. my cheese. <laughs> I mean, it's not enjoyable and it's not good. It can't. That cannot be good. And, you know, and even sometimes, even if it's just a hint of that flavor in the beer and it tastes more like beer, still not a thing that should be combined. But I'm guessing people will probably buy it and drink it. Hopefully just put the can up somewhere and be like, hey, look at that. I I never open it. There you go. Uh, Use it as a display. I enjoy that as well. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. Pretty easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda side pre-check. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the (laughs) X-Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.